AGP learners, there's a variety of different telemedicine platforms out there, but very few are actually free to use both for patients and for the clinicians. Well, before the health crisis started, this company wasn't looking at doing this, but they changed tax and produced a product that is basically free to use for clinicians and free to use for patients. And in this episode, we talked to one of the company's founders about why they changed, what the product actually does, and what's in the future for Nye Health, the company that produces Nye Phone. And we're talking to their founder, Dr. Imran. Let's tech enhance your primary care and learning. Hey, GP learners. So in this episode, I'm joined by a colleague who originally trained over in Oxford, then went on to do some work over in Harvard, and after a, a little bit of a journey, has now created a really interesting piece of technology that I want to share with you that's called NiPhone, and it's basically a video consultation platform that many of you may have heard of and started using over the past few weeks, particularly the COVID response, and he's here to explain what Ni is, what it can do for you, and what the future holds for it, and that's Dr. Imran Mahmood. How are we doing, Imran? Doing well, thanks, Hussain. Really appreciate this opportunity. No problem. So uh, apologies, first of all, because we do have a slightly choppy connection. We've tried to fix it as best as we can, but if it isn't as good as normal, do apologize for that. So Imran, can you just tell us a little bit more about what you've been up to at the moment? Sure. Um, so I've been working uh, with the team at NIE um, on a really simple application that we call the NIE phone that enables anybody in the NHS with an NHS email address to place a telephone or video call uh, to anybody, any citizen, any patient, uh, basically from any device or from anywhere at all. Um, mm -hmm. So it's designed to be super easy to use um, and to enable clinicians uh, such as yourselves working in primary care, secondary care or beyond to place telephone or video consultations to their patients. Given the recent changes uh, due to the coronavirus pandemic, we're seeing um, two major shifts. One is that patients are increasingly being consulted uh, without having to come into the GP practice. So they're staying at home. And we're also now seeing more and more staff having to work from home for a variety of reasons, uh, self-isolation or otherwise. So the NIPhone enables uh, clinical services to keep running and for doctors and patients to stay online and stay in touch uh, whilst protecting doctors' personal uh, details, such as their telephone number um, in the process. Cool. I mean, a lot of our colleagues probably have had exposure to video consultation platforms uh, and there's a variety of different offers out there. But I guess what, what do you feel makes Knight unique compared to some of those other platforms? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. And I think it's really great that there are so many options out there to suit the different needs of, of people in the NHS. I think there are three things I'd like to mention. The first is telephone. The second is the simplicity. And the third is the privacy. So on the first one, uh, NIE is the only pl platform at the moment, I think, that offers both telephone and video in one system. As we've seen from the recent data since early March, I think 80 to 90% of all primary care consultations have actually been a telephone consultation. Mm -hmm. So the vast majority of people's clinical work has been through the telephone and video has been particularly useful in specific use cases. So NIE lets you place telephone calls through the platform as well. Um, on okay. the simplicity, as simple as possible. Mm -hmm. So you can use NIE on your smartphone. Um, it works for patients basically on any consumer device that they may have. Um, if you're placing a telephone call, you can call a landline or you can call a mobile phone. Um, and when it comes to, to calling a patient, you only need one piece of information, which is their telephone number. And on the basis of that, you can place a video call or you can place a telephone call. So okay. it really is the sort of simplest 
uh, workflow for a clinician. Um, from the patient side, um, the patient application rings like a normal phone. Mm -hmm. uh, so there are no waiting rooms. There are no one-time links. Um, there's no sort of sitting around and waiting for somebody else to join. You basically just call the patient and their phone will ring in their pocket like a telephone call, um, which I think is much closer to the consumer experience that many of us will be used to in other applications we use outside of healthcare. And on the privacy side, um, for clinicians, NI will always protect your telephone number. So when mm -hmm. you're placing telephone or video calls, patients will never see your personal details. Um, it also keeps patient data off your device. Mm -hmm. um, so it helps with your compliance uh, in that regard. Uh, and patients can't call you back. So if they try and call the number back, they'll just get an automated message that says they have to call their practice or their hospital through the usual channel. So that keeps it nice and safe. Okay. So yeah. one of the differences that I believe that NIE has is this opportunity to use the telephone calling in addition to video consultations. But can you explain to us how the telephone yeah. system is different to, for example, me wanting to call a patient directly? So typically when I'm in practice, I'd use my landline to call them potentially on their mobile. How is that different? Yeah, so there's, I'll, I'll break it down into two um, parts of the answer. The first part is dealing with that use case when you're in practice. And the second is dealing with the use case when... Um, so on the first one, uh, the iPhone, the browser-based iPhone that we have, uh, if you use it in practice, there are a few advantages. So for example, um, you can use it on your desktop PC and uh, with a headset, um, you can actually, uh, using simple copy and paste functions, you can avoid having to dial patients' numbers for your phone calls. Um, we have other products as well, which are in development, which are more deeply integrated with primary care systems, which um, will... Uh, you know, remove the need to ever have to dial a patient's number again. Uh, if we think about the uh, the quantity of telephone calls that people are now placing, those little um, advantages, so, you know, keeping your hands free if you use a headset, not having to dial, mm -hmm. they just add uh, a little bit of, um, you know, save a little bit of time in your workflow and allow you to sort of parallel process as you're dialing a patient to start reading the notes or whatever else it may be. If you think about clinicians having to work from home, that's where the privacy part is really important. Yeah. So by using NI, which you can from home, you can use on a smartphone, um, it enables a clinician to uh, protect their personal number um, without having to use a withheld number. So we've our research on thousands and thousands of phone calls uh, demonstrates that patients are much more likely to answer a landline number than a withheld number uh, mm -hmm. because they might think it's a kind of cold call. Yeah. Um, so it protects your personal number. Um, and it keeps patient data off your device. So because it's in a browser, you won't have a log of all of your patient's phone numbers in your device. Mm -hmm. It also means that there's no risk that a patient will be able to call you back or text you in the middle of the night and say, you know, I've got a fever, what do I do? Um, because um, our system manages uh, any inbound queries and informs the person that it's not a monitored line um, mm -hmm. and they have to go through the usual channels to seek care, whether it's through their GP practice or hospital. Okay. And I think there's another um, sort of longer term uh, potential impact of this pandemic uh, where uh, if people start to mix their personal lives with their professional work in the future, I can imagine uh, when work goes back to what we might consider more of a normal setup um, that, you know, we'll have the sort of residue of having used our consumer apps to communicate with patients, whether it's mm -hmm. Skype, or WhatsApp video calls or whatever it may be. So we're trying to really help. Um, keep that separation, um, keep the safety, keep the privacy for the clinician. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. And you mentioned obviously that, that NIA allows from the video consultation pl- part of it to have that engagement with patients. Does it allow multiple user yeah. video consultations or is it just one-to-one? At the moment, it is just one-to-one, but we've had um, quite a lot of feedback for, you know, multi-participant calls. So it's something that we are looking into. Mm-hmm. And is there a, a minimum device requirement system or anything like that that needs to happen? So for the patient, uh, we have two applications. We have a for those with an Apple device, you can download an app from the Apple Play Store, uh, from the i from the iTunes Store. And for those with an Android device, you can download an application from the Play Store. Um, so all you need to be able to do to receive a video call is download an application. And um, I think there's probably about three to five screens to get set up. Mm-hmm. And once you're set up with the app, uh, anybody who works at the NHS that has a clinician account can call you from any setting of care. So the patient can have one app and they can get by their hospital if they have an outpatient appointment. They can get called um, by their GP if they have a primary care appointment or if they're in community care, they can be called by um, by the relevant professionals as well. So that single app basically covers all settings of care. Um, and from the clinician perspective, to get a patient onto the system, as I said, all you have to do is pop their telephone number in. And if they haven't got an account, what it does is it sends them an invite with a link to the app. Um, okay. So within about five minutes or so, your patient can get set up. Okay. And is there the opportunity to have clinician to clinician discussions within that system? So at the moment, we haven't built that with a specific feature. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we have found is that um, because it's basically a two-sided system, um, if one person has you know, the patient app uh, and another person is logged in as a clinician, you can telephone or video, you can video call each other uh, that mm-hmm. way. Um, but it is something that we're looking into. Okay. We did mention that NICE started fairly recently. Um, was that the original plan or has this just been COVID disruption? It's a good question. Um, so the original plan was, uh, I would say, principally our kind of goal has always been about understanding how we can use technology to improve the health and well-being of, of citizens. And uh, our initial products uh, were, you know, really much more focused on primary care, um, more integrated into existing medical systems that are used by GPs. And the coronavirus pandemic sort of, um, you know, really changed how clinicians are working. So in response to that, we prepared and sort of repurposed our team to to build this Nifon application, which can be used on a browser, which is uh, much more Uh, easy to get started with and it's much more scalable uh, and is sort of simpler to use. So I think going forward, I suspect that a lot of the changes that have happened in the last few months, uh, they will be here to stay. Um, I think it's really demonstrated to many in primary care and beyond that actually a lot more can be done digitally and through technology. Mm -hmm. So I suspect that the iPhone will remain uh, an important part of our roadmap going forward. But our long-term goal has always been about, um, you know, really helping people through technology to, to improve their health and well-being. And a lot of that is actually about social determinants, you know, so it's it's about, um, you know, what we eat, where we live and who we love. Um, and so you might think that's a sort of unusual place to start with video consultations. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we, we started in GP practices because, um, you know, GP practices we believe are sort of really well placed to be the anchors of people's health and well-being in the community. And if you want to think really holistically about somebody's health and well-being, your primary care is a really good place to start. Um, your GP will 
often have a good understanding of your needs and a long-term relationship. So we think of that journey, uh, if I sort of go back to why we started this whole thing, we think of that as a sort of three-stage journey. And the first is what we call building the roads, which is about the digital infrastructure that connects patients and doctors. Um, so that's where the telecommunications comes in. It's about telephone, it's now about video, so on and so forth. Um, once we built the roads, the second stage is sort of what we call building the cars, which are the features and applications that help doctors to do their jobs and help patients to stay well. Um, and some of those very, very, very simple features are what you see in an iPhone and in our other applications. And then longer term, uh, which is where we get to, the, I think, the really interesting bit about helping people, uh, you know, live their their best life and be as well as possible is what we call sort of ride sharing. This is about, you know, the features or the capabilities that enable people to help each other in new ways mm -hmm. um, to get the support that they need, not just from their GP practice, but from other parts of their community and, and wider society. Um, so we think of it in a very sort of long-term uh, roadmap, 10 uh, years and beyond, but those are the sort of three stages. Okay. And I guess with that roadmap, are there particular things that you can share with us that may be coming from an iPhone and, and you know, the, the, the further products that you're potentially looking at? So I think at the moment, it's probably fair to say that we're really laser focused on supporting the pandemic response. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're still seeing, we're still, you know, learning all the the new and sort of surprising ways in which our applications are being used um, and our volumes are increasing quite dramatically. So there's quite a lot of work that might not be that visible to our users, but it's happening sort of, you know, in the back end to make sure that everything is stable and secure and can manage the increased volumes. Mm -hmm. um, so hopefully a kind of stable experience um, uh, supporting users that are coming into all from all different settings of care um, and trying to understand how they're using the platform. So, um, you know, some interesting examples that were some were mentioned on BBC recently about um, hospital patients that can't be visited by their families and care teams mm -hmm. using the iPhone and video to communicate with their family members um, in intensive care, for example. Um, and then wow. in terms of um, for primary care specifically, I would say that we've had a lot of requests about personalization of the experience. So whether it's um, how patients receive the invites, uh, what numbers patients see when doctors call them. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the features that we've already discussed about, you know, um, multiplayer f uh, video calls where you've got multiple care providers, um, uh, you know, speaking with the patient at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really keen to hear people's feedback uh, from users or potential users. Um, and we get some, some really interesting suggestions in that we're just still making sense of. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe Nye is currently offered for free for practices to use. Is that the plan? Because that's an amazing offer to make to, to primary care at a time of clearly absolute need. Yeah, so I think um, the our plan is for that to stay the case with with the iPhone. Um, the the way that we've been able to do that, um, there are a, a few different things here to mention. One is that we're working on a variety of different reimbursement approaches um, to try and take the purchasing decision away from the practice as much as possible. Mm -hmm. um, the second is that we've received really overwhelming support from all of our infrastructure partners um, that provide our support for our servers or they provide mm -hmm. our telephony, they provide our video. Um, so um, those partnerships and uh, their support has enabled us to, uh, to manage that um, so far. Um, in, the, in the rest of our portfolio for practices in terms of our products, there will be other products in the future. Um, that uh, will have uh, will probably have a sort of paid component, depending on um, 
on the specific features and so on. But for now, uh, we're really keen to make sure that you know anyone in primary care, secondary care can continue to use our products and don't have to worry about um, about the cost so that they can focus on the care. Okay. And I guess we've talked about the future of Nike. How about we talk a little bit about the, the history and stuff? So you mentioned obviously starting back about a year and a half ago. It sounds like it started with yourself and, and I believe a couple of others. Can you tell us how we got to the inception of Nye? And also, one question I keep getting asked is, why is it called Nye? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. I might start with that one first because that's a sure. quicker answer. But we named we named Nye after uh, Nye Bevan, um, who was the an Iron Bevan, who was the founder of the National Health Service. Mm-hmm. Um, the three co-founders and many of our uh, most of our early team actually um, started their careers working as NHS doctors or working in the NHS as researchers, as scientists. And, you know, when we, I think, you know, the coronavirus pandemic has really sh- shone a spotlight on the critical role that healthcare workers around the world play, but particularly in a place like the United Kingdom, um, you begin to really see how the founding principles of the NHS uh, in terms of you know it being free at the, at the point of access and mm-hmm. um, delivered to people on the basis of need and so on, how sort of you know compassionate and um, you know how powerful those principles are and and I think you know the NHS over the past few years has been through a variety of different struggles and we really wanted to sort of take that name and that spirit of the system and sort of try and recast it in a way that um, was consistent with its history but sort of um, you know, from a technology perspective, showed what what was possible, mm-hmm. um, and to kind of tell that story to the world about the system that we're so proud of. Um, so that's the name. It's named after after Nigerian. Um And in terms of how we started, so our founding team, we've known each other for a little over a decade. Um, we started actually in aid work. So Alexander, our CEO, uh, who's a practicing GP. Uh, he started a company about 10 years ago called Medicine Africa that provides medical training and support um, by partnering people, professionals in the UK, with their counterparts in resource-poor or unstable settings. So mm-hmm. we've been working uh, in Somaliland, in Gaza, in the West Bank, uh, and that work has been funded by the UK government through GIFID. Um, so that's how we got to know each other and first start, started working in healthcare. Um, and then about 18 months ago or so, um, you know, we were we were just observing how the technology was really starting to make all sorts of um, improvements possible to frontline care delivery. And um, I guess it was just through a series of conversations and observations that we thought, you know, now's the time to see if we can uh, if we can do something to really help and be part of this. So th- thank you for your time, Imran. I really appreciated it. And I, I know that IHGP learners will love listening to this and particularly learning about Naya and obviously yourself. Um, if someone did want to contact you, if they, you know, they wanted to find out more about the product or if they wanted to find out more about yourself, where would you say is the best place for them to go? Absolutely. So the first thing I would say is um, anyone with an NHS email address can just go to our website and sign up. So just Google Nye Health, that's N-Y-E Health, or visit our website, that's www nai hello at nai.health um, and that contact so try the product uh drop us an email give us your feedback um and together hopefully we can make it more useful for you 
cool. And as always, EGP learners, if you have got any comments or questions about this or any more information, feel free to contact myself. I'm more than happy to help you. Um, uh, as always, we're available on all the various different social media platforms and things, uh, including Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, yada, yada, yada. If you are listening to us on the podcast, make sure you definitely subscribe and also leave a review on iTunes. We'd love it if you could do that. Really appreciate it. And on YouTube, if you're watching us, make sure you subscribe, ring the bell and leave a comment guarantee you a reply uh, i'd like to thank you Imran, for joining us and i know that ny health and, and ny phone in particular are going to continue to help enhance technology in primary care and help with our primary care and learning and we'll catch you all in the next episode